We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Well, it's great. It's really exciting to be in, in Mosgill. Uh, and this is uh, launching out as Equipus Church. Uh, we've been added to the website. You know you've gone large when you've been added to the website. <laughs> so across Dunedin now, it's Dunedin City and Dunedin Mosgill. And uh, across, so it's all good. But I really, I really was praying about what, what was the message that, that we want to we wanna speak into uh, into today and into what God has for you and for me. And, and, it is, and, and the message never changes, really. The, the message is a message of hope. The message is a message of faith. And the message is a message of love, right? Because yeah, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, what does it say? It's going to last forever. Yeah. Faith, hope, and love will yeah. last forever. And so this morning, I, I pray that, that you would know what faith, hope, and love is. And whether you've, whether you've been a Christian for one minute or you've been a Christian for many, many years in your life, I love it how it says in Ephesians chapter 3 yeah. that God will keep revealing His yeah. love to us more and more and yeah. more and more, which excites me. I hope it excites you because when you have a revelation of God's love, you think, man, this is awesome. Yeah. And sometimes it brings you to tears or laughter or joy, and you just know how, how, how much God loves you. But it says that he's going to keep revealing himself. And, and, and that's exciting because he's going to, he wants to keep revealing his love for you this morning. Yeah. And I believe that his love for you and his value for you is just going to keep rising to new levels. And I believe that, that something's going to happen in our spirit of knowing God's love and God's grace on our life. Can we say amen this morning? Amen. Um, and so this is, this is part of the Revealed series that I've been preaching and when I've been able to have the opportunity just through different people coming into the life of the church. And, and uh, if you're unsure about the Revealed series, you can go back and find it on SoundCloud. Ask the hosting team. They will help, or the resource desk, they will help you. But really the catchphrase around the Revealed series is this. So what God reveals Himself to you through encounter or revelation. Oh, sorry, when God reveals himself to you through encounter or revelation. You know, when something gets spoken to you, yeah. when something comes alive in your spirit, the Lord is revealing a real reality of the relationship he wants with you. Let me just read that one more time. When God reveals himself to you through encounter or revelation, the Lord is revealing the real reality of the relationship He wants to have with you. So when, when God reveals something to you through a revelation, He is really revealing the re relationship He wants to have with you. You know, sometimes we were praying, we're praying for provision. Maybe you prayed for provision, but it hasn't really leapt in your spirit. It hasn't really come alive. But then when you're reading something or you're listening to a podcast or you're listening to a message and something leaps in your spirit about how God wants to provide for you, yeah. and you and something comes alive, that's the reality of the relationship God wants to have with you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah? yeah. We, can, we can talk a little bit back to me this morning. It's okay. And so when God reveals something to you, it comes alive in your spirit. Who's, uh, who's had God speak to them in one way or another? Lift your hands. 
across this place, across the Dunedin City campus as well. See, when God speaks to you, He's revealing something about who you are as a person, what He's called you to do, what He's purposed you to do. And for me, that, that, that revelation stirs me up. I pray it stirs you up. Yeah that you're excited about who God has called you, to be, called you to be. When we talked about how Moses, when God revealed himself in the burning bush, Moses, uh, a little bit shocked, and, and he had to go through some processes. Who knows that Moses um, had came up with six or seven excuses? Has anyone come up with six or seven excuses? I've come up with a hundred excuses. I don't know. And so there's other things. And then we also, at Easter time, we talked about what God had revealed to us through, through the Passover and through how, how when, when, the, the, when the blood of Christ is applied to a circumstance that we're covered, yeah. right? We're covered. Yeah. And, and, the, and the mantle and the doorpost, the mantle, same as the cross. And we could, we could paint on the cross or something that we're believing for a breakthrough on. And so I pray that as we continue on this morning, something's going to come alive. It's not just, oh, we're in church again. We've got to listen to this guy uh, talk about something and uh, because, you know, it's Sunday and I hope he doesn't run over time because I've got a booking at Wall's Place in Mosgill and uh, we've got to get there and, uh, you know, they only serve tea and scones till two and I don't know. But, you know, I pray there's more excitement. Yeah. That, that, uh, that, that about saying, could this be an opportunity that God wants to speak to me about? And so what I, what I want to share with us this morning is there's this, there's this passage of Scripture that uh, even Pastor Tico highlighted a little bit last week. But um, I want to bring it up again, and I pray that God's going to reveal something of, of, of the uh, real reality to the relationship that He wants to have with you this morning. So if you've got your Bible, why don't you turn to Matthew chapter 5. And while you're doing that, I'm just going to pray. Father, I thank you for, for what you're doing in, 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 in our city. I thank you, Lord, that we are here this morning and uh, just using, being able to use technology to be able to minister into both locations. But Lord, we really do believe that, that you are the one that brings the insight. That you are the one that brings a revelation into our, into our world. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that through just the, the thoughts that I've, I believe you've put into my, my heart and my spirit to share with us this morning, that it would encourage, that it would bring value to every single person in Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. So Matthew chapter 5, and uh, this is verses 13 through 16. If you haven't got your Bible, it should come up on the screen, so that's okay. I often use the New Living Translation, and so this is where it comes from. It says this, You are the salt of the earth, but what good is the salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out. And trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In, the house. in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father." You are the light of the world. You, you, you are, 
You are the salt of the earth. Has anyone heard that phrase? You're the salt of the earth. You know, or, or, or another phrase is um, that person's worth their salt. Has anyone heard that phrase before? I was, I've heard that phrase before. I was like, well, wonder what, you know, yeah, I don't know. This is just maybe it's a thing for me, but I always like to try and find out where, where catchphrases come from. And uh, so, you know, Google is great and, and all that sort of stuff. So you just Google in catchphrases. Anyway, but with this, with this one is you are the salt of the earth. Um, it, it really, it, what in ancient times, especially in the Roman uh, period, what they used to do is, is uh, they used to pay uh, people with salt. Wow. Not with money. They used to pay with salt because salt was so valuable. Salt was, the, uh, salt was used for uh, almost everything, used for preserving, obviously flavor, all that sort of stuff. And so where that catchphrase comes from is that you're, you're, you're not worth your salt or you are worth your salt is, is because it was actually paid, uh, it was used for payment. And in fact, check this out, this is, like the, this is amazing, um, to be worth one's salt is to be worth one's pay. Um, our, our word salary derives from the Latin word salarium, which means salt. So anyone on salary, you get paid in salt. I wonder how the IRD is going to deal with all that salt coming in anyway, anyway. But that's where, when we, there's that catchphrase, you're the salt of the earth. Or, and, but here it says, you are the salt of the earth. And so a lot of the times I've read the scripture and I'm thinking all about flavor because I'm a, I'm a hungry guy. And I think salt on everything. Salt and pepper on poached eggs, right? Yeah. Who's with me right this yes. morning? Amen. And so I'm thinking always when I'm reading this story, it's about flavor. It even says flavor. But what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? And can you make it salty again? I'm like, how does salt lose its flavor? Has anyone tried to lose has anyone done any science experiments that has tried to make salt lose its flavor? Um, it might get diluted or it might get, but I've never, I actually haven't done that many extensive experiments to try and figure this out. But I'm like, how does salt lose its flavor? I don't know if salt can lose its flavor. But we can think we lose our flavor. Anyone? I was like, oh, man, because of the way we read this. But if we read it in a way that is not about flavor, but it is about a value, it comes a little bit more alive to us. And why am I talking about value this morning? And why am I talking about this scripture? Because you are the light of the world. So you are the salt of the earth, but then also you are the light of the world. And so we've got to know the value that God has placed in us. Yeah. But also then we've got to know what, what, what is going to come out of the value that is in us. Yeah, it's good. Good. I'm, I'm thankful for the lights that are in this room right now. They're lighting up the room so we can see where we are. Yeah. And, but here's the thing is, if you are the salt of the earth, um, then you've got value. Uh, but if you are the light of the world, then you can shine brightly. Yeah. Right? Who's that heard that song, Shine Bright Like a Diamond? <laughs> I'm not going to sing it. No way. Yeah. But it really is about value. And then when we start talking about value, what do we, what, what do we, what do we think is valuable? Because that's, that's another, another, another thought stream that needs to come into our thinking. What is actually valuable? Our house? 
our car? What about our job? What about the batch or the crib in the South Island? What about the latest fashion designer outfits? Um, what about the latest technology? You know, you've got to have the iPhone something or other or the Samsung something or other or the biggest curved screen or I don't know. Uh, what is valuable? Uh, see, the things that we think are value are actually uh, carry no value whatsoever. But um, some things have a high price tag but carry no value. Yeah, that's good. Mm. But here's a whole lot of things have no price tag but carry high value. See, our health doesn't have a price tag, but it has a high value. Yeah. It does to me. Uh, what about trust? It doesn't have a price tag, but it has a high value, especially in my marriage. Yeah. Right? Trust is a, doesn't have a, a price tag, but I value it. I want my wife to know she can trust me. That is important. Right? Um, what, what about friendships? What about my salvation? My salvation is important. That we got to know that our salvation is high value. Yeah. It doesn't have a price tag, but our salvation is high value. What about our purpose and what about our belief? What about our integrity? All these things, they don't have price tags, but they all have high value. And so what do I want to share on this morning? I want to talk about how do you see yourself? Do you value yourself? What would, if, if I was to say, put a price on your head, what would you value yourself at? Mm. We, I, just don't even go past $1 because you're priceless. You can't. You can't value yourself as, as, a, as a monetary uh, point of view. You've got to value yourself as, as something way more than that. Yeah. And, but if we're looking at it like, like salt, salt is, is about value. Salt is about, and, and when Jesus declares to you, you are the salt of the earth, yeah. it means that you are high value to the world. Yeah, you are good. high value to this right. earth. God made you, He created you because He wanted one of you. Yeah, Has anyone heard that before? I've heard it a number of times. God made you, God created you because He wanted one of you. He didn't want the other person sitting, or He did want the person sitting next to you. But right now I'm talking about you. <laughs> but like, he, he, he made you. Why? Because you are, you are valuable. Yeah. And why am I talking about valuable? Because everyone in this room is valuable. Everyone in the city is valuable. Everyone outside of these rooms are valuable. Yeah. And I, I believe that God is calling us to, to, to be valuable in our own hearts. So then we can be valuable to the world that we live in. The problem is, is we're all so hard on ourselves. <laughs> we're going to work this out in a second. But we are hard. You, you just, just give yourself a break. Oh, I've got to look like this. I've got to be like this shape or this shape. You know what? The shape, just get in, get, choose a shape. <laughs> You're valuable. Everyone's valuable. But, see, the, the, if we don't understand our value, what we then see in us, will, ourselves, will then be reflected to the world. You know, you don't see yourself as any good. Well, you're going to reflect that. 
You can hide behind Facebook for a certain amount of time, and you can put all the good bits up on Facebook. But if, if that's, just a, that's just Facebook or Instagram or whatever, uh, and, but the value that you see in, in your life is so important to what you then will reflect out into the world and the flavor that yeah. you add to your world. I've got a brother-in-law. Every time I say flavor, he like yells out, Flavor! <laughs> and, and it makes everyone oh, shake when we're at the dinner table and all that. And, but it's, it's, it's great because he reminds us that there's, there's flavor. Yeah. Uh, who likes a bit of flavor in the world? Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad there's flavor in the world. You, you add into this world. There's multicultural, different gender, people all around the world. They bring flavor, yeah. not just from their food. But from their personalities and their culture, yeah. like we were in Israel and we we're in this sort of boring-ish group. I've got to be careful what I say here. But um, and we're in the Garden of um, no, the uh, the where were we? The 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 tomb, Garden Tomb area, and we were having communion there, and it was very great, very nice, very beautiful and respectful, and, and I, I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit. But then came this African group. I wanted to be African straight away. They I came along, and they're there, they're dancing, they're clapping, they're bringing joy. They were bringing a flavor. Yeah. And I was like, I want some of that flavor because that's who they were, and they, they, that's, who, they, that's what they like doing. Come on, can we? Have we got some flavor? Yeah. Got some flavor out here in Mosgill. Love it. It was just was a whole lot of joy. They brought flavor. And um, so, so actually, Desiree and I, we like snuck off. <laughs> we sort of merged in a little bit. Not really, but uh, you know, it was good. But there was flavor. There was, there was, there was culture. Let's, let's, let's be who we are in the world. But if we don't know the value that is in our heart and, in our, and what God has placed in us, yeah. then what are we going to reflect? And so this morning, I pray that you'll be blessed and you'll know that you are valued. See, our value has to come from knowing that you are a child of God and of high value. Yeah, it's good. You're of high value. Every single person in this room, you're of high value. We live in a fallen world, and so we, have to, we go through stuff. We go through hurt. We go through disappointment. We go through different pain. But it doesn't mean that you're not valuable. It doesn't mean that God doesn't see you as, as beautiful. It doesn't mean that he doesn't see you as perfect. It doesn't mean, no, it, just, it means we've just got to trust God and keep walking with him. But, but, but as a church in Dunedin City, and, and we're reaching out to, 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 to what God has called us into, if we know the value that is inside of us, then, what, then that will come out of us. Yeah. Because we know the value from you are the salt of the earth. And then verse 14 goes to you are the light of the world. Yeah, great. You are the light of the world. You know, and, and there's different light coming out of every single one of us. I pray you will know the light of the world that is inside of you. Yeah. See, when it comes to value, I reckon David got it right. David wrote a whole lot of psalms. Uh, what's your favorite psalm? Anyone, just throw a psalm. And shout it out in, in, in the city, shout it out in, the, in Mosgill. Psalm 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 will be here. 150. 95, 91, Psalm 1, Psalm 2. Some are 
But he, we, I think when it comes to value, there's a lot of psalms that David shared, and he was he was he 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 he, he knew he could uh, speak into his life, but. Really, when Psalm 139 is probably one of the greatest psalms of self-prophecy and self-declaration yeah. that, that understood the value of what God, how God had created them to do. I want to give everyone some homework. This is great, isn't it? We launch another campus and we've got homework to do. <laughs> the homework would be, why don't you go and write a psalm to God about who you are? Wow. Could you write a psalm wow. to God? Uh, about to the Lord, about who He's called you to be. And I'll give you some help. Right now, let's read some scriptures out of Psalm 139, because you're valuable. Uh, it says this in verse 1. It says, O Lord, you have examined my heart, and you know everything about me. You know when I sit or stand up, and you know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I am going to say even before I say it, Lord, drop down to verse 11. It says, I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night, but even the darkness I couldn't hide from you. Uh, to you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. You made all the delicate innermost parts of my body and knitted me together in my mother's womb. Thank you. For making me so wonderful and complex. Yeah. Um, your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. What, what great scriptures to be able to, to articulate out of his heart and out of his spirit. I wonder what you, I mean, may, maybe you're not creative and as poetic as David is, but what could you write down about yourself? But a lot of the time, if we were to write, you know, we, if we were doing a test or something, okay, write down all the positive things about you, write down all the negative things about you. Who knows the negative list is really easy to come up with? Right? Really, oh, well, I'm this and I'm that. I'm, I'm, I'm. But no, I reckon we've got to, got to know the value that God has put into, yeah, yeah. into us and know who God has called us to be. He's valuable. You are valuable. All right. Let's keep going. Um, uh, verse 15. You, oh, let's just actually rewind to verse 14. Thank you again for making me so wonderful, complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. Yeah. Mm. There's a great scripture. How well I know it. Mm, good. Now, for some of you in the morning, what you just need to get up to, get up, is get up, look in the mirror. Your workmanship mm, is amazing. And how well I know it. Make sure you get dressed and get into the day. All right, don't, don't get too wound up in the workmanship. But, you know, some of, some of us have to speak that into our life. Yeah, yeah, it's great you know, rather than hiding, oh, man, it's another day, or let's yeah. oh, get out the... Oh, we know the value that is inside yeah, of us. Yeah. Then, then we'll impact the world that is for us. So let's keep going. Um, uh, verse 15, you watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Each day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day has passed. How precious are your thoughts about me? Oh God, they cannot be numbered. God's thoughts about you can't be numbered. 
I love the psalm that it says that he bends down to listen. Yeah. To listen to you. He, 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 he's heard your cry. He's, hear, he's seen your tears. He, he's, he's heard that, 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 that grapple. That what's going on, because we live in this fallen world and we're not living in, with Christ in paradise right now. And there's stuff that we've got to live for and the devil wants to tell you that you're useless. But he's telling, I'm telling you this morning, you're valuable. We, might, we always think we disappoint God. And I talked last night at the young adults camp, how Peter, how Peter felt, must have felt like he disappointed Jesus when he denied him three times. But then it's about just going having breakfast with him again yeah. and knowing that he loves you yeah. and knowing that he's for you. Yeah. But could we write a psalm about ourselves mm. that honors God? I wonder. So how interested in you do you think God is? Really interested. <laughs> so interested in you but do you know that is it a revelation mm. or do you just feel like you're just another person now god's big enough god is enormous god is amazing and he's got so much for you and it's just whether you choose to value yourself and value see what you value you'll reflect mm. and so if you value what jesus did on the cross and you know that in your heart, you'll reflect it. And I pray that you'll know the value. There's a couple of areas, and I was just listening to a podcast of actually uh, Joel Olstein's, and so I've stolen this from him. I go, no, this is good stuff, so hey, you know, share it around. Um, but it was some good thoughts about how, how when, when Jesus was led into the desert, into temptation by, by the devil in Luke chapter 4, if you want to go there, you can but it says, you know, uh, full of the Spirit, uh, returned from the Jordan. He was led by the Spirit in the wilderness where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing at, at, at that time and became very hungry. The devil said to him, if you are the Son of God, tell the stones to become a loaf of bread. But Jesus told him, no, the Scriptures say people do not live by bread alone. And the devil took him up to the, and revealed to him that all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time, um, and I'll give you the glory of these kingdoms and authority over them, the devil said, but because they are mine to give to anyone I please, I give it all to you if you will worship me. Jesus replied, the scriptures say, you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem to the highest point of the temple and said, if you are the son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect and guard you. And they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot or on a stone. Jesus responded, the scriptures also say you must not test the Lord your God. When the devil has finished tempting Jesus, he left him until the next opportunity. Maybe you've heard this a number of times and you've read it, but I just thought this was brilliant. Because when it comes to value, we value ourselves through certain lenses. Uh, and the first area that Jesus was tempted in here was really around the lens of performance. If you, you know, just take this, uh, this um, bread, make this bread. And the devil said, if, if you are the son of God, then tell these stones to become a loaf. 
A lot of times we, we uh, allow our value to, be, be, to come upon us by our performance. But Jesus didn't let the performance, let that test come against him. He, he just said, you know, this is what the scriptures say. Yeah. And I think we've got to understand that our performance doesn't determine our value. Yeah. Yeah. Right? We think, oh, we've got to be this. Now, anyone competitive? By the way, thanks all the young adults. They didn't let me win. I won Mafia last night. <laughs> That's right. First time in, won it straight away. Not competitive at all. <laughs> but I'm very competitive. <laughs> um, no, we won't go there. Four years ago at the young adult camp, you know who I'm talking to. <laughs> we did not touch the flagpole. <laughs> so no one else in Mosgiel knows what I'm talking about. So we need to keep moving. But, but, uh, but our, we, we, we value ourselves through our performance. We've got to climb the ladder or, you know, there's nothing wrong with achieving. I believe in achieving. I think we should use the gifts that God has gone. But don't take your value from your yeah, performance. Yeah. And we, but we take our value from our performance. The next area that, that Jesus was, was um, tempted in also was his position. Value doesn't come from position. Right. Uh, see, the devil took him to the highest place in the kingdom and said, yeah, I'll give you all of this. Yeah. Jesus didn't know, didn't take his value. For, he didn't have to, he, he already knew who he was. Yeah, right. And I think we need to know our value as well, if not from our position. Yeah. Yeah. No, right. doesn't, you don't have to be, just know who you are in yeah. God. Right. Yeah. Who you are is valuable to Jesus, uh, to the Lord. The last area that he was also tempted him was his popularity. Anyone been want to take their value from how many friends they've got on Facebook or Instagram? How many likes you get from a post? I, how many people have done a post and like gone back? How many likes have we got? Count it on. Or, or like the, 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 the ultimate of like taking your scene, scene is, is how many people have posted happy birthday on your birthday? <laughs> Anyone? It was like, oh, oh, only 50 people said happy birthday this year. Mm, hopefully I'll have more friends next year. Uh, hopefully you feel more valuable. Yeah. No, but we, we, we do, in that popularity, we think well, we've got to be popular, we've got to be on the in crowd or, or whatever. No, your, your valuable, valuability or your value has to come from God. Yeah. Cool? All right, we've got to keep going because otherwise we'll be here all day. Um, I, I love watching this program, um, and it's, it's, it's an American program uh, called Porn Stars, uh, that, but it's all about porn shops and all that. So I'm very, make sure you're taking it from an American point of view, please, this morning, uh, about how they buy and trade different things. And uh, it's very, very interesting because they, they always try to make a deal. I, I love trying to make a deal. And that's why I like this program because when you, like, I've been to Turkey and I love bartering and trying to get the smallest price for something. And uh, in fact, one day I bought a cap for like $1 and I felt really bad. And so I actually paid more for it. But anyway, uh, but I love this, this, this program. And on this program, there come some really unique items that come up. And, uh, and, and there was an item that came up, which was a $30 U.S. bill. $30 U.S. bill. How did that happen? What happened was uh, when they were going through the minting machine, 
uh, in the printing machine, uh, the, 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 the paper went through and it printed the 10 on one side. Wow. And when they flipped it over, they put the wrong mint in and they put 20 on the other side. So it became a $30 bill, and there was only apparently about 2,000 of these ever printed. And you can think, that's a mistake, right? They're, they're, I mean, obviously, they withdrew it from, uh, from legal currency and, and all that sort of stuff, and they, they pulled it from, from being able to be used, but about 2,000 of them got left in, in circulation as collector items and all that sort of stuff. And so there's this $30 bill. And I think sometimes in life we can, we can feel like we're a mistake. Sometimes we can feel like we don't carry a lot of value. Wow. And, and we think, oh, man, I'm just like this or whatever. And, and, and we, th- we, th- we think these things about us. But the, the, the reality is, is you're not a mistake. It's just because you might not have been made the way that you feel like you should have been made. I don't know. But, but the, with, this, with this $30 bill, it, it actually the price value was not worth $30. The, the price value, which is amazing, was worth somewhere between $25,000 and $30,000. Wow. So you might think that, that there's been a mistake in your world, but God knows exactly how he's created you. Yeah, and you're not worth $30 because of a mistake or anything. Yeah. You're worth way more than that. You've got to understand the value that God has placed in you and for you. And, and so I want to encourage you this morning. You are so valuable. Yeah. You know, God doesn't make mistakes. Yeah. I love Reggie Dabbs. I love his story. He'll often share it, and he shares it in high schools about how, about how um, you know, his, his, his mum slept with the man for $20 so he could feed, feed, so she could feed uh, his brothers and sisters. And then she, he became pregnant, or she became pregnant, mm-hmm. and, and then adopted him out at birth to, to, to his mum's favorite teacher. And he shares this all around high schools. He says, no one's ever a mistake. And he breathes hope and he breathes love. You know, a man like that now, and he's still going around. He is the number one communicator to high schools in America and and probably around uh, around the rest of the world as well, breathing hope and breathing love and breathing into people's wives. Man, that's that's like, that's phenomenal valuable value. And same with you. You don't, mind, you don't have to go around preaching everywhere. Yeah. But you do need to know the value yeah, that God has placed in you. Yeah. If the worship teams can jump up on stage, that'd be awesome. Do you know the value that God has in you? Maybe you feel like the $30. Maybe you feel like a mistake. Or maybe you just feel like you've made too many mistakes. There's always a way back. There's always a way. See, I I don't understand. And I'm sure someone will come and help me. But uh, how? But what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? I don't know how salt loses its flavor. Because I I, I don't know how you lose your value. I don't know how you can lose what is valuable to God when He's placed it inside of you. You're valuable to Him. There's this ancient um, craft, Japanese craft, called uh, 
King Suji. I hope I pronounced that right. But um, what happens is when something gets broken, they, they, they don't sweep it up and throw it away like if a bowl or a plate or a vase has been broken. They don't, they don't throw it away. What they do is they get all the pieces together and, and, they, and, they, and they use this gold liquid and they mix it with powder and, and they put all the pieces together. And I've got a, I've got a picture that will come up of, of just these, this, this bowl. I think hopefully it will come up. There it is. Doesn't it look amazing? Isn't that beautiful? It really, it really is. It's just beautiful. But, 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 but before that, it was in pieces. Before that, it, 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 was, it, it was used for a bowl and they and probably ate out of it and, and then it got dropped or knocked or something and it got broken. But then they, they used the skill of, of, of putting gold and, and mixing it together and putting it back together. And, and I don't know about you, but it looks better. It just looks better. Yeah. I mean, that's just a grey bowl yeah. <laughs> before, but now, I mean, it functioned, but, but it just looks better. It looks beautiful. And the scripture in the Bible, it says, oh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 5 through 10, it says, You see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is the Lord, and we ourselves are the servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let there be light and darkness, has made the light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus so that life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. First Chronicles chapter 2, 22, verse 19 says this, Now seek the Lord your God with all your heart and soul. Build the sanctuary of the Lord God so that you can bring the ark of the Lord covenant and the holy vessels of God into the temple built to honor the Lord's name. See, you are the salt of the earth. You're, you're valuable. You're valuable. But also, though, it says no one lights a light. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp that puts it on, and, and puts it in a basket. And see, the lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone. See, I've got one more picture that I want to share with you this morning. And when, when you know the, when you're valuable, you know then what can shine out of your life. And this is the whole meaning of what I'm, I wanted to minister to us this morning. 
because there's a light that wants to shine out of your life into the world that you live in. We're out here in Mosgiel, praise God. You know, it was interesting on Facebook, and I'm not trying to embarrass anyone, but I was reading through some of the comments, and someone said, why does, why does there need to be another church in Mosgiel? And I was like, pause. But it's like, my answer then simply was this, is everyone in Mosgiel saved? Once, once everyone in Mosgiel is saved, maybe you don't need another church. But, but until everyone in Mosgiel is saved, until everyone in the city is saved, we're going to keep planting churches. We're going to keep putting, putting people of the light of God shining out of them on a hilltop and, and believing to, to reach our world for Jesus. And so how do we shine then in, the, in, our, in our brokenness? How do we shine in our frailty? Well, I reckon we just need to shine like this if we put that next picture up. It's already up. We just need to shine like that. Through your hurt, through the cracks, through, through what God has pieced back together. That's how we shine. That's, that's, how, that's how the light comes out and it comes out through, through areas of life that we've gone through and we'll let Jesus minister, yeah, we'll let right. Jesus mend us and we'll let the valuable, we're we just like fragile clay jars. It's good. And that's how we shine out. But are we, are we, are, do we believe in the value that is inside of us? Do we believe in the value that God has placed in our heart and, and who God has called you to be to let your light shine? Anyone been to Sunday school? This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. I've forgotten the words. That's an excuse to stop singing. All right. But are we going to let it shine? Why don't we all stand? We're going to finish. We're going to pray. Lord, right across the campuses this morning, I pray, Lord, that there's value being revealed to every single person. Every single person. Value right now, Lord. Value. I wonder if you could write a psalm about yourself. I wonder if you could just go, man, thank you, Lord, for making me fearfully and wonderfully made. How precious are your thoughts. Because when you know who God has called you to be, this is a light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. And, and you just shine into the world that you're in, reaching the people that God's asking you to reach. Because when you shine, people are going to get saved. And that's our prayer right across this city is that people are going to know the love 
of Jesus. Father, I pray right now for every single person that, Lord, is struggling with knowing the value of who you've called them to be. Lord, from Mosgiel to the city, I pray for every person. Lord, whether we're lifting our hands to you right now or not reaching out, I pray, Lord, value. I pray value, Lord, that we are not just clay jars broken and messing things up, Lord, that, Lord, you put us back together like that, like that ancient, Lord, craft, and, and, you, and you piece us back together for a purpose. And, Lord, I pray right now, and Lord, that you would come and minister, Lord, that everyone would know the value. Lord, they are the salt of the earth. You're valuable. You're valuable. You've got a purpose. So Lord, we declare that the value that you've put in us would shine into our city and beyond in Jesus' mighty name. We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equippers Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipperschurch.com.